everybody, it's Eric from the Friday Five Podcast. This is sort of a standalone uh, solo effort right now. Um, we haven't been on in a few weeks, and there's some good reasons why. Uh, one of which uh, is um, my mother passed away, Kathy West, uh, passed away on uh, September 23rd. Um, so it's been a little over a week. Uh, we had her funeral two days ago, and um, she was 64 years old. And uh, we're still, if we're not in shock, we're in mourning. Uh, I think we're at that stage now. It's starting to hit me a little bit. I had a lot to do, um, you know, leading up to the funeral. And then the things that now are starting to calm down, um, things are hitting me a little bit. But I did want to do this tribute to her uh, on my own. I talked to Brent about it. And he was very, very on board with that. He, he thought that that would be an awesome thing to do because he knew my mother he knew my mother for years and uh, loved her and he you know I, I want to thank him you know publicly he came to the visitation and he's been awesome he sent us food um, you know we love we love the Lowers we love Brent and uh, and his family as well and so we really appreciate him and we appreciate all of all of you I don't know how many of y'all that are listening that um, sent your condolences and prayers and all that stuff but if you did we really do thank you. We can't thank you enough. Um, it means a lot. Um, and for those of you hearing this for the first time, we do appreciate your prayers and condolences and thoughts and good vibes and everything. Um, you know, it's a trying time for our family. Uh, you know, we're, we're starting, we're, we're going to have to start the healing process. And I think this is, this could be part of it. Um, I want to focus today. I want to focus this on my mother. Um, she was, and for, for, so I'll give you a little bit of a bio on, on her. Um, she was born and now for you back to the future nerds this is an important date so just, just hang in there with me she was born November 13th 1955 now Marty McFly went back to uh, 1955 on November 12th so the day before my mother was born uh, Marty and Doc were uh, were hanging out in 1955 so um, and she passed away on September 23rd so she was 64 just short of her 65th birthday um, not a long, it's not a long time, uh, these days, definitely too short in my opinion. Um, although I know we don't pick our time to go, uh, I would have picked a much later time for her. Um, but I'm going to tell you this, she lived those 64 years and she really got to do and see a lot. Um, and we're thankful for that, uh, very much, very much. So, uh, I want to share a couple stories about my mother that I think I don't know if I'm gonna. I'm not gonna say enca- encapsulates her because she was such a dynamic person that there's no one story that can just gather all of her traits and, and all of her goodness. So, but I'm gonna tell you some stories from my perspective that really stick out in my mind and and hopefully you get some enjoyment out of them. Uh, the first one has to do with a family vacation that we took, and this was in I believe 1995. So that would make me 14 years old. Yeah, do the math. I'm old. Um, and so. I'm older than my siblings, so it was myself, my brother, Marky, my sister, Elizabeth, my stepfather, Mark, and my mom, Kathy. So there's five of us. So we took a trip to Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, my parents go there all the time. They they would go there for shows and to gamble and to have a good time and you know have more of the adult experience. But there is a lot for families to do and for kids to do. So they decided, hey, we'll do a family trip there. And so we flew up there. And we, they had booked a room at the MGM Grand. Now, the MGM Grand at the time, I, I want to say, I may be wrong. I can, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, it was the biggest resort hotel in the world. 
at the time. I know it was at one point, and I think at that time it was. Uh, it may, if it wasn't, it was like one or two, you know. Um, huge hotel, huge resort, beautiful. We got there, we checked in, and we walked what seemed like miles to get to this room. I, I, I don't know how far it was. But I remember the number being some crazy number, like 12,400 something or whatever it was. It was some crazy number. So we get to the room. Now, remember, there's five of us, okay? There's two adults, one teenager, and two little kids. And we open up the door to this room, and it's like a regular hotel room. I mean, it's beautiful because it's MGM Grand, but it's got two beds, like two full-size beds, and that's it. And so my parents had booked, I don't know if it was like a suite or junior suite or whatever it was, but they booked a bigger room because obviously that wasn't going to fit five people. So they knew something was wrong. And so I'm going to tell this from my perspective as a 14 year old, my mother looks at me, she says, stay here with the kids and uh, we'll be right back. So I don't, it, it seemed like it took forever to me, but it was probably more like 20, 15, 20 minutes. Um, and they came back and probably most of that was probably walking to the desk. I mean, it was a long way. So they came back up and said, all right, we're moving. Okay. So we pack up our stuff. We walk what seemed again, like miles and we got to this room. Now, I don't want to overstate this, but, and I'm, I'm trying to actually, I'm really trying to picture this room in my head. And what I have pictured in my head was we walk in and there's a living room, a dining room. I believe there was at least two bedrooms because I remember sleeping apart from my parents and they had their own room. There was a gigantic master bath. It looked like something out of the Taj Mahal. And another bathroom, and I believe a kitchen. I mean, it was a huge suite, bigger than what they had originally booked. And so at that point, even at 14, I knew, okay, wow, my mom, whatever she said, had to have resonated with these people because this is the biggest and craziest hotel room I've ever seen in my life. Um, I subsequently found out she did go down there, make a big stink. That's why we call her squeaky wheel sometimes. Um, some convention had stayed over and she argued that if she hadn't showed up that day, they would have charged her for that room that somebody else was staying in and double charged for the room. Blah, blah, blah. She made a big old scene. And so they, um, I guess to, <laughs> to, uh, sort of silence her, they gave her the, I don't, could have been the presidential suite. I don't know what it was. It was huge. Um, so I, th- I always, always enjoyed that telling that story because it was just from my perspective, it went from, you know, a glorified motel six room to, what could be the presidential suite at the hotel? I don't know. Um, it was it was amazing. The other story is uh, is funny as well. It shows my mother's um, sort of her parental instinct, I guess. Um, in high school, I had to the first couple of years of high school, I had to ride the bus, and you know before I drove, and the bus would pick us up at the front of our neighborhood. Now that would mean I'd have to walk. It was about a uh, a third to a half a mile walk. It wasn't terribly long. But it was enough, like, especially if it was raining or something. So my mother, most mornings, would take me to the bus stop and kind of wait with me there and then go on about her day once I got on uh, got on the bus. Well, this particular day, she had to go to work. She worked part-time as a nurse at uh, Doctor's Hospital here in Shreveport. And um, so she waited with me. We waited and waited. The other kids were there, too, that were normally being picked up as well. And the bus never came. And... I know we waited at least 15 to 20 minutes after it normally would have come, you know, thinking maybe it'll, maybe it's just late. Well, it never came. And so my mother annoyed 
was like, well, I got to take you to school and be late for work. So, okay. So we got to school and I'm, I told my mom, I said, look, they're going to give me a tardy and they're going to make me stay after school um, or whatever. And she said, no, nah, they're not going to do that. The you know, bus is late. They're not going to do that. I said, mom, I'm telling you, I, th- I think they are. I think they're going to make me you know, stay after school. She said, well, look, because that, you know, you have to check into the office. And so she said, look, if they give you a problem, just have them call me at work. I said, okay. So I checked into the office as you're supposed to do when you're late. And I remember it was assistant principal Crosby who uh, was there and, uh, you know, generally a nice man, but he was pretty strict. And I think it's one of those things where he's heard this story before. So I get in there and I, he said, why are you late? And I tell him the story and he's sort of, uh-huh, okay. Um, he's not really buying it. Um, and I, he said, well, you know, you're tardy. I'm, you're going to stay, you have to stay after school today. I said, well, sir, please. If my mother told me that if this happens, please give her a call. And I think he thought I was bluffing. I think he thought I was kind of making this up. And so he said, okay, I'll call her. Like, kind of like I'm calling your bluff here. Like, yeah, let me call her. Let me see what's up. So I give him the number and he calls my mom. And this is what I hear. This is on my side. I don't hear my mother, but I hear uh, Principal Crosby. And this this is what I hear. Hi, Miss West. This is Principal Crosby from Bird High School. I have your son, Eric, here. And uh, he's tardy. He said he missed the bus. Uh, but we know that that bus ran today or something like that. And he said, and then he, he sort of stopped. He, yes, ma'am. No, no. He's like, no, well, well, no, he has, yes, I'm giving him, I, well, I'm giving him, to, no. Well, he has to, okay. Well, no. Uh, yes, ma'am. I, no, ma'am. I, I, yes, ma'am. Uh, okay. Yes, yes. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay. Yes, I I will. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Bye. And that probably wasn't as long as it was. It probably went longer than that, but he looked at me and goes, go to class. Never got a detention, never got a tardy on my record or anything. So, uh, the mama bear showed up and, uh, protected her cub there. Uh, you know, those, those stories to me are, are, are fun because, um, again, while it doesn't show everything about my mother, it does show a good part of her personality where she's very, very protective of her loved ones. And, uh, she's very, uh, she was very concerned about justice. Uh, she, you know, what's fair is fair. Now, you know, look, if, if we screwed up as kids, uh, we certainly got the justice we deserve from her. But if, uh, we were, you know, she made sure that everything was fair and, you know, she, uh, she was such a bright person and she's one of these people that just, she made friends in line at the grocery store. I mean, it was just like, she never met a stranger. I remember we went on a trip. I got to go to Europe with her, which was awesome. This is in 2004, I believe, uh, the summer of 04. That's, that's where it was. And, um, I got to go with her, my grandmother and my sister, my sister's dance company is actually the one that sort of got us there because they got invited to a festival over there called the Tanzimer festival. So they got to, we got to go to Salzburg, Austria, Innsbruck, Austria. Uh, we got to spend a day in Venice. We got to hang out in the, in the Alps. I mean, it was awesome. It was a great trip. Um, and so, but I remember we, the first hotel we stayed in was in, uh, Innsbruck, Austria, and it was called the Grar bar, which is, I don't know if that's how you say it in German, but it's the gray bear. And the first night, you know, my mom and a couple of the other moms in the, uh, 
in the uh, company there that were with us, uh, they went downstairs to the bar to have a have a little nightcap. And I'm telling you, the first night they made my mother was friends with this bartender named Oliver, and he spoke some English. He was pretty good at English, but I mean, you know, it it didn't matter with my mother what language you spoke. If you if you were good people, you're good people, and she was always going to talk to you. Didn't matter. Um, and they they were best friends. I mean, it was so funny that. They just hit it off, and she always did that with people. Um, so it, you know, it, it is it's it's sad that she's gone, um, but these stories and these memories that we we have of her um, will live on. And I think that that's that's one of the things that if you if you experience loss like this, and I know a lot of you have probably, and so you'll agree with me on this. But those of you who haven't had this kind of loss yet, just grasp that good stuff, those good memories. And talk about it, you know. Don't clam up. Don't don't reserve. You know, retreat into yourself. You know, try to try to to remember and talk about these memories because I'm telling you, it makes it, it it stings, but it 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 makes it better, and it, it just it makes you realize your loved one lived life. And my mother surely did. She was 64, which is far too young. And the other thing I wanted to say was just how happy she was being married to my stepdad. Um, her and my stepdad, Mark, got married in May of uh, 1988. So they were married for over 32 years. And there there really is... I, I struggle to say this because my stepmom and dad have been married for 33 years. And they have a wonderful marriage. And it's a great example of a good marriage. But when I say that my mom and stepdad, when Kathy and Mark West looked at each other and saw each other, they loved each other from day one and I could feel that and it was one of those things where when my mom met Mark and he became part of our lives because it was me and my mom you know after my mom and dad split up I I was with my mother and you know it was us and then here comes Mark and it was one of those things where it was the same it was the most seamless thing I could think of it was he was so accepting and so loving to me, you know, knowing that I guess it's one of those things like he, I was part, I was part of my mother and he loved everything about my mother. So he of course loved me as well. And it was, it, it's, it's been one of the greatest, uh, testimonies in my life of how to be in love and marriage, um, no matter what. And I've never felt anything but love and acceptance from him and uh, that has a lot to do with my mother because I know my mother wouldn't have tolerated anything else. She wouldn't have had anybody else that uh, felt any differently. So um, I will forever be grateful to her and to, and to my stepfather, Mark, um, for, for having that loving relationship together and with me included. There's so many stepchildren that I know that don't have that or have a lesser version of that. And it's so hard. It's so hard on them. Um, it's tough being a stepkid, but when, when you're, when your parent, when your your parent and your step parent love each other like that, like they did, it's makes it so much easier and it's so much, uh, less, uh, trying. And I'll also forever be grateful for them for never saying a bad word about the other parents. So my mom and dad, they split when I was little, never did I hear, a bad thing said about the other and never did I hear that from my step parents either. I never heard that. And I will forever be grateful 
for that as well. Because again, I've known many people that their step parents and parents don't get along or whatever. And it's horrible. It's a horrible thing. And so I, uh, I'm super grateful to, uh, to all my parents, especially my mother and especially my stepdad for, uh, for, for being how they were and, and just being that much in love to where none of the other stuff really, you know, mattered. And it was, it was all or nothing for them. And, you know, being that they were that in love, it's very, it's been very, very tough on my stepdad. Uh, so our, you know, our prayers, uh, you know, c- continue your prayers and your thoughts for him as well. Um, I know that that helps, uh, for sure. And, um, you know, it's, it's been, it's been a tough one, but again, when you grasp the good stuff and when you grasp, uh, the fun things in, in, in their lives and the lives of the ones you lose, uh, it makes it a little easier. Uh, I do have one more story and I think I've told it before. Um, but it was the 1991 Christmas story where, and I'll keep it simple, where my stepdad surprised me with the super Nintendo that my mother said I could not get. And just the reaction of my mother, just stick, uh, I hear it as plain as day. When I opened that present, it said Super Nintendo. She goes, Mark! I mean, just... Oh, it was so great. It was the, great, it was the greatest. Um, but I, I would like to thank the, uh, take the opportunity also right now to uh, thank my brother-in-law, Eric. He has been amazing uh, supporting us, supporting my sister. I mean, gosh, I'm so glad that he that she has him because he's he's a, a solid, solid guy. He also made a video um, of my mother with pictures and, and music, and he asked me to submit some pictures too, and, and I did, and he made a beautiful video of, of uh, her and, and just pictures throughout her life, you know. And it was, it was amazing. It was a healing thing. It was sad, and it was happy, and it was, um, just, it was just so well done, and, and I, I so appreciate that. Um, and I'll, I'll try to put it on Instagram for you guys to look at. It's it's amazing. My mother was a beautiful woman, um, and you know we all we all miss her greatly. And um, <clears throat> I uh, I just want to thank all you that uh, that have listened. I appreciate that. I, I just you know I wanted to take you on a little bit of a journey uh, here with us, and uh, you know I uh, I really do appreciate it. But I'm going to start uh, wrapping this up, and I'm going to wrap it up with a little bit of a gripe about my mom. Um, you know, I feel it's only it's only right to gripe about something uh, as an entitled child. I, uh, you know, growing up in Louisiana, um, I've had my share of, of sports teams that I liked, but I think throughout my life, LSU was always a, a team that I loved. And I, I remember my mom being a fan of LSU. And then she met my stepfather, Mark, who's from Arkansas. And then all of a sudden, now we're Arkansas fans. And I never understood that. I don't know, uh, I don't know what's going on there. So, but she she died a hog fan. She was a uh, a big time fan. That she loved uh, going to Arkansas games. Uh, anything with the hogs, she was rooting for them. And she was rooting against LSU. And I just, I you know, I have to I have to air that out. I just I don't know about that. Come on, mom. The, the Razorbacks. Come on. But uh, anyway. That's that's obviously in jest, of course. I, uh, in spite of that, I still love my mother uh, to to the moon and back. And I just I want to speak um, to those of you who listen to this, who who have given us um, your condolences and your prayers and everything. It's very very appreciated. Um, we, uh, you know, to see the love and and 
to see the love and then hurt that people felt with my mother's passing is, is actually very refreshing because although we knew how many people were affected and loved by her or loved her as well, um, it's, it's refreshing to see that and to see just how many people um, she uh, she was influenced uh, you know the people that she influenced I, was, I almost made it through this <clears throat> it's it's amazing to see the people that she influenced both uh, it, you know in her life and throughout her life and the people that remember her from way back and the people remember her from recently and the friends she's made over the years and all the family that she has that loves her it's just a very refreshing thing to see and we appreciate your continued prayers for us and your continued thoughts and good vibes. Um, you know, it's still rough right now. Um, you know, we're still grieving, but um, we're going to get stronger. We're going to see her again. You know, if, it's one of those things that faith has a, a lot to play on this. And, you know, if, if, uh, if you have that faith that you're going to see your loved one again, um, that is the most comforting thing about, about any of this. And so... Um, I just want to, you know, thank all of you for that. Thank all of you for listening. I hope that, uh, you know, this, I hope you got a little bit of a laugh out of this and a little bit, just a little insight on, on, uh, who my mother was and, uh, mom, we love you and, uh, we'll see you again and I uh, look forward to talking to you guys again. Thanks a lot for listening. Somewhere. Over the rainbow way up high There's a land that I heard of once in a lullaby Somewhere over the rainbow Really do come true Someday I'll wish upon a star And wake up where the clouds are far behind me Where troubles melt like lemon drops Way above the chimney tops That's where
Yeah.